0: This boy and girl are going to be well-equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. W.T. Fruit. Holy moly. So, if you listened to the previous episode with JP, you heard his strong suggestion about the next episode being with Jordan Bowditch, and I honored uh, my ultra-spiritual mentors advice friend allies advice and Jordan here he comes Jordan Bauditch is a great friend of mine we lived next door together in Encinitas he came to the first international tribe design in Kauai him and I have grown so much together through multiple tribe design experiences he catalyzed me um in speaking at the bulletproof conference the same I time that when like the same year that Wim Hof did I was on this panel of high performers with Dave Asprey a male model that sells protein cookies and the Superman from like Superman Rising or something and Dave was putting us on a panel and asked us all kinds of crazy questions and I get to really thank Jordan not only for catalyzing that experience but so many other experiences even with his brother and oming to Davina all together With him, his brother, the Mystic Misfits, with Kevin, who's a future guest on the 12 Days of Christmas Breaking Your podcast launching series. And there's so much synchronicity and so much mystery. And there was a part of me that I was surprised that Jordan was going to be my second episode because I associate Jordan with Austin. I thought I was going to be doing people that are more local. And then it turns out he was coming to JP's house with his amazing Queen Bee. Alexa, who actually, they uh, Jordan bought my Breaking Normal Cool Bus and has converted it to um, the Flowmobile with his lovely lady, Alexa. And they're, I think, intending on going around the country to festivals next year, bringing a very unique experience. So I'm excited for y'all to get to know Jordan more and for me to get to know myself more in the presence of Jordan just being a genius. And so fun. What a, I've called the Mystic Misfits, uh, Gurus of Fun, and I think Jordan... Really is though maybe the web of that. So let's let's make some fun on purpose with Jordaniel here, and make sure you're following the breaking normal uh, podcast section of my website to qualify for winning one of the three tribe designs by as simple as doing these twelve different mysterious upgraded tasks through your life and and included a ritual that I think will add a lot of value to your life and qualifying for one of three trips to an international tribe design but also some really awesome, mysterious, cool gifts. So check that out and I trust you're on your walk right now. I'm feeling hyped, I bet you're feeling hyped, it's early morning, sunrise maybe, maybe it's chilly outside, you're walking to your favorite creek to do the breaking normal yin-yang breathing ritual, and you're going to get to hear Jordan and I dive into deep waters and fly in high skies, so choose your disguise wisely my friends, let's have some fun and break normal, peace. Okay, here we go, I'm stoked, Jordan Bowditch, um, Firstly, I'm going to ask you, are you a spiritual being and what does that mean to you? <laughs> oh, and is there anything that you don't want me to ask you about? I guess well, you can let me know obviously. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Ask I'll, away. I'll go I trust for it. you will. Am I a spiritual being and what does that mean to me? Yes. And what does that mean to me? I'm still figuring that out, definitely. And I would say that it means that I believe in something greater than me, that there's uh, a higher power than humans and that there's some sort of energy, a divine being that is like, that people call God, I would say. And tapping into that energy, whatever it is, is what spirituality means to me. Synchronicity is something that we've been talking about a lot is an energy of that divine spirituality, I would say. Not Nice, mm-hmm. and
0: now I'm gonna uh, to get us started and do whatever this does. I'm gonna light some Palo Santo and sage. Very spiritual, exactly. Doing that. So, what, mm-hmm. do, what do you do? Th- do you truly believe it's spiritual? What does this mean to you? What do you think is happening when I light this Palo Santo and
1: sage? I think it smells really good. Um, I think that there's a placebo effect that. And it may also be a real effect, right? People say that you use this to like clear energy and whether that is a, a literal metaphysical thing that's happening or just something in my mind, what it does to my mind and how it has a subtle shift in my state is like, that's the most meaningful thing to me, whether there's like a grounded reality to that or not. Amazing. And are you ready to begin the next part of the podcast? Yep. This is also an ultra-spiritual device, as we all know, yes. What would you call this? I'm, like, blanking on it right now. Um, Like a sound bowl is what I would say, but there's a more technical spiritual name, I think. <laughs> and once again, so you're <laughs>
0: judging this to be a spiritual tool. <laughs> and yes. uh, what what do you – how is this spiritual? What do you think this is doing? What's the significance of this bowl singing,
1: bowl, or whatever you called it to you? Yeah. Um maybe it signifies like entering sacred space uh the commencement or the closing of a ritual or like a a limb there's this liminoid and liminal space like the ordinary and the extraordinary world and so to me that has been used in that context of like signifying the beginning of that kind of experience awesome and the resonance of like the noise how like vibrates and when you move the stick around the bowl and like and like i've heard that there's some sort of brain waves that are tapped into and it definitely is kind of a trippy thing
0: Ooh, and then you heard me today on the breaking normal app get mm-hmm. asked um what the world's coming to mm-hmm. what are your what's your did you think about that as, i did as, think about what'd that you, what'd you think about then and is it any different than what you're thinking about now
1: Well, before I even had a chance to think about, like you answered the question right away. And that's one of the things I love about the app is that it gives you like three or four seconds before you have to start. Technically, I think five, but it seems like Mm -hmm. that three or four. So before I even really thought about it, I just listened to what you had to say. And I loved what you said. I think it was something along the lines of, I think it's similar to, well, first you analyze the question a little bit, as I've experienced you do. (laughs) And then you said something along the lines of, it's kind of like the human body that like gets all coming to an end. And you think that this world um, has an expiration dates or like earth does. And so that, that I felt, I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, where the world is going. I think that what can, what comes up for me is <clears throat> there's a tipping point and, and maybe that's like, a go-to that's like always been there. And like the past generation was saying the same thing. Like the hippie movement is probably saying similar type of things, just a little bit of different language around the same energetic truth, if you will. And yeah, but nonetheless, I think that there's a critical mass of people, especially with like election stuff that's happening and like this political system and um, the powers to be, that it seems like a lot of people don't resonate with and it's not a representation of what most people, the collective consciousness, really value and really believe. And so to be a bit cliche, because I think there's a lot of truth and power and cliches, I think that there's an uprising on the horizon. And what that actually looks like, is that like a revolutionary civil war? Maybe, maybe not. And, and maybe it's that, but just a new rendition of that. That fits the modern world and maybe that's social media which is already happening and people just speaking up and speaking out or maybe that's fucking weapons and <laughs> stuff i don't know
0: awesome i love your uh wisdom of not knowing <laughs> you ha- on that note of. I, I, it almost seemed like your answer reminded me of the brand that you've co-created that seems to be flourishing with your brother and one of, I think, our mutual best friends, Kevin. hmm Mystic Misfits. Mm-hmm. What, are you, uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? And you said collective conscious versus mm-hmm. hippies versus mm-hmm. what the public wants. So where does the mystic misfits come into that uh-huh. scene? Like, yeah. Where do you fit into that? If this
1: is a big play that we're all
0: characters in, where do the mystic uh-huh. misfits
1: fit in? Well, what first comes up for me is I think about how we were uh, the jesters in your conscious courtroom. At Tribe Design, uh, at the beginning of this year. And I love playing that role. I felt like when you recommended that, I was like, oh, absolutely. That's the role that we play in the world is like, uh, yeah, conscious gestures, where it's like shaking things up. Like a misfit, by definition, is misfitting, is seeing the world and like the status quo and saying, I don't really fit into that. And (laughs) the funny, Like paradox to that is like if everybody thinks that way, then then there's a new wave of misfits, and maybe that that's just the cycle of the world and of culture just continues to go through that until the misfits become the norm, and then it's like there's maybe too much order, and some more chaos needs to get thrown in the mix to start the new evolution of where society is going. Uh, but that's a misfit is by definition something or someone that misfits into popular culture, and then mystics or mysticism is to me, and there's a lot of definitions, but like, I think that the core of it is endeavoring, like seeking higher truths through everyday experiences. And it's like a ubiquitous or like a omnipresent, um, force where it's like, and I think synchronicity is a perfect example of mysticism and of what mystics are tuned into is like, not everything's just random. Um, things aren't happening to me, but they're happening for me. And when I'm acting from that place and looking for the signs and symbols, I think it's God's way of speaking to me. And instead of having the maybe like, looking at the world as it's all random. I'm an atheist, maybe. I don't believe in anything. It's like, ah, I'm just unlucky if that happens. It's like, well, no, there's, there's something deeper there. And whether that's true or not, I think it's just more fun to live life that way. And maybe if I die and there's nothing after, it's like, well, at least I wasn't like a, Pessimistic asshole <laughs> to be very judgmental on people that maybe have those beliefs.
0: Awesome. I also believe someone that might be a mystic misfit. That I'm somewhat familiar with is C.S. Lewis. Are you familiar with? Him? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you reminded me of him when you said, "If atheist, like I what I heard is if atheism is true, mm-hmm. um, that at least you lived a good time." Mm-hmm. I almost wondered if C.S. Lewis had a similar. Belief, but it was more that if Christianity is correct, mm-hmm. then I'm li- I'm doing I'm living I'm believing that just mm-hmm. in case it's correct. Mm-hmm. I don't know is that what you what do you when do you think of C.S. Lewis? What do you think of? as like a, I think of him as a Christian philosopher that had mm-hmm. that belief that he was making a leap of faith in believing in Christianity. Mm-hmm. In case it was true yeah and i don't know what other people i might Mm -hmm. bring up stuff for some people yeah i wonder if that what that brings up for you and how my like how yeah this if you want to golden thread that i would Uh love to hear
1: it oh i have some thoughts on that for sure well i think we both share some roots and like christian influences and some beliefs there some like still standing beliefs and but before i even get into that like cs lewis i don't know really anything about him personally other than I'm familiar with the name and the quote that I'm almost certain is his is we have let's see if I can remember this we have Paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions, and godlike technology is, is that's that's C.S. Lewis, isn't it? I don't know, but I like it. Isn't that a good one? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think that's him. And um, so I, that's my one of my favorite quotes. I guess I should know the <laughs> who says it, but it doesn't really matter. The quote is just like really. Uh, yeah, shakes me to my core. It's like really inspiring and also like, fuck, what are we doing type of thing. But um, nonetheless, with like Christianity and like believing it because like, because if it's true, then awesome for me. And if not, ah, uh, shit, I'm burning in hell. And what comes up for me around that is, man, I just, the the roots of the religion of Christianity what it tells me, and one of the most foundational things that I can't come to terms with, is that this ever-loving God created people, ninety-nine point nine percent of which are going to burn eternally in hell. There's some. There's just a fundamental misalignment there that I'm like that just doesn't make sense in my heart. And whether and I definitely try and be honest, with myself, is it like that? That's an inconvenient truth. Or is that like actually doesn't feel good to me and just doesn't make sense? And I, I make sure to ask myself that question. And I think that it is that it just doesn't make sense. It seems fundamentally misaligned. And however, that being said, that's more of like the the religion of Christianity. And I'm more of a let's say, a um, forward-thinking mindset around that <clears throat> because I'm very spiritual as we uh, identified in the beginning of this discussion. <laughs> and uh, I'm really fortunate to have some beautiful influences in my life, you being one of them, that I would consider like a maybe a Christian mystic or like a, I've also heard of like Christian universalism that has some elements to it. They're like, oh, that's interesting. That feels like it resonates. Uh, and like my, my aunt and uncle who were like, parents to me. I lived with them for a couple of years in high school and they had like a big influence on me. And a lot of these people are more of the mindset that the religion of Christianity has been morphed into like another institution to keep order and to maybe suppress like a individual thinking. Whereas like Christ, Jesus Christ, if you follow what he was quoted for and like his direct teachings, there seems to be a different message there than what the greater religion of Christianity promotes. There's more of the uh, the love from Jesus. And it's like more of the, just like, he's like a badass. Like we're going into like temple where people are just doing a bunch of bullshit in a sacred space. And he's like flipping tables. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing in here? Like, this is like, this is like not cool, you know? And hanging out with homeless people and prostitutes and like preaching these radical messages about how every, like the kingdom of God lives within all of us and all these things. And I think the religion doesn't focus enough on the core of who Christ was being a Christian uh, and more on like the order and like, do this and be a good boy, do that. And you're a bad boy and the commandments and, and all the rules instead of like uh, the energy of the really who Christ was. Yeah. Thank you. Um,
0: Yeah. It's also as if the, in a way, the Bible ge- – it, it, so it's considering Jordan's perspective, and that's to be – let's just pretend that's true. That um, Which it is, as <laughs> we all know. <laughs> Especially for Jordan. Objectivity is subjective. Think about it. Think about it longer. Think about it. Let it
1: soak in. Mm-hmm.
0: If this is true. It's almost as if the Bible gives itself away because what I'm hearing you say is that Jesus or Yeshua represented something. He may have been the most blasphemous character of all time, and um, that you're calling out the Pharisees that are trying to make a a cap. uh, I don't know if capitalistic, but a profitable. Mm. system based on rules and regulations around this man slash God that blazed a whole new trail and mm-hmm. you're suspicious of the system they've created and more interested in the man that the system
1: was created off of? I would say you underscored and paraphrased greatly. Thank you for that. Mm. I wonder, I, want,
0: I yeah, I would love to have Joel Osteen sitting there. I've thought about like Texas Uh iconic characters Uh since we're in Austin, Texas currently Uh here in the ultra spiritual heart quarters of Amber Sears. Mm -hmm. And um,
1: that was a fun idea for me actually. Well, and another thing I wanted to say is like, I think that it's maybe the roots of the religion and the institution of Christianity is, and this is, I think applies to a lot of institutions is making a box where it's either you're inside of it, you're, or you're outside of it. It's either black or white. Because gray, we don't understand gray. We can't make sense of gray. We can't. It's not a math equation where A plus B equals C. And so, in order to like, if we don't understand it, like, what do we do then? Like, there's, there's, if there's not an answer for it. And what's so exciting about my life and just like, like, society and a lot of the research and scientific stuff that's coming out around like quantum physics and <clears throat> those kind of things is that it is you can't explain like it's inexplainable and that maintaining that mystery of life and embracing it instead of resisting it and trying to continue to make rules and that, not that there's necessarily anything wrong with rules or like boundaries I think that's a powerful thing but also uh, being okay with like what I what I believe now I may not believe in a little while I'm like uh, my truth, what I believe to be fact now, I'm okay with that not being, not being dogmatic and so attached to that. And to that point, like I I did a a Facebook live a few months ago around what I believed 10 years ago and what I believe now. Ten years ago, I believed that <clears throat> if you were gay, you were going to hell. And a lot of people still believe that. You know, that's seemingly like a lot of Christians would say that yeah, that's just the inconvenient truth of that. And the version of me now, I'm like, oh, I don't believe that whatsoever, and I can't. I, it's hard for me to even remember what twenty year old Jordan was thinking when he believed that. Um, and there's so I'm like trying to think of some other things that I like, sex before marriage. I believe that that was like a horrible sin, and yeah. So those are a few things that are coming up for me. Awesome, awesome. All right, so I want to preface
0: what I'm going to say next mm-hmm. with the idea that there's four layers of truth. Uh Potentially. Four, things seem to come in four, including the quadrants of our heart. Mm -hmm. Um, But literal, metaphorical, paradoxical, and creative. Mm -hmm. So I want to honor you for a um, potentially... Definitely playing with the creative truth. And if, if we're going to be hierarchical, to be paradoxical, <laughs> there is, well, we're, going to, we're going to make the creative the best, like the highest uh-huh. and literal the lowest. Mm-hmm. Like we would judge our root chakra versus our crown. Mm. Um, that being said, I so this is me. <laughs> I'm, I'm also now affirming you as uh, playing with the paradoxical realm of truth. Mm-hmm. But it also might not sound like that. I, I I judge it could be like calling you up in a way. Please. The the in the beginning you were saying that Christianity is crazy in a way mm-hmm. because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then at the same right after that you were affirming that you love the Mystic Misfit belief in your belief mm-hmm. around things because it's not it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily logical. Like you don't understand it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I just, I wanted to take a note of that as well because. Well, what I heard you say right there is that there is profound power and paradox and that there is like energy. Well, the whole idea of like polarity or paradoxes are two seemingly opposite forces um, that – and there's like a strong arc between them. And so there's energy there and what that energy produces, some of the most powerful things I've ever experienced have come from things like that it was maybe right or wrong or black or white. And so, yeah, in the same breath, I can say one thing I think I might believe. (laughs) and the next breath, I might say, well, I think I I might also believe the other. And maybe they're not mutually exclusive. And it's, well, and another thing I'll say is that I've been called out, maybe not up, because it felt very uh, aggressive, by not having a stance on things. Like I was actually, Alexa and I were at... Um, we're in Washington DC and we're at, in front of the white house here a few months ago and there's a bunch of protesters and it was intense like trump hating for days <laughs> it was just like people had some like really graphic things like there was like pictures of trump with his head like his neck sliced and like just like really like intense energy there and and some people were just peacefully protesting like exercising their right and then others were like really intense about it um, and I don't even remember the fudge I was going with this, but like, it's, <clears throat> yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, that's cool. Cause <laughs> what I heard you say was, oh, a- now here it is. Yes, I got it. And somebody commented on that. Cause I was like saying how I was like commenting on the intensity of it and everything that was going on. And I, I was like giving both sides of like, oh, here, like Trump for you could say that he's a beacon of light because he's like shining some light on the darkness. And there's like, it's a lot of people are coming up and having a voice that were maybe silent before. And it's just like, there's kind of a lot of chaos and the United States maybe in particular has been a lot of order. And that's what's gotten this country, you could say, into like a, such a powerful, uh, world leader is having like great order and capitalism and all these like a a stable economy that's grown. And so on the one hand, you have like this person who's now saying, okay, yeah, that's great. It's gotten us there, but let's clean the swamp. Like that was a big part of his whole campaign. Right. And so on that side of you you could say, man, he's done something great. So like what he represents has like shaken up the system and it's like created some chaos so that we can like now swing the pendulum the other way from all this order and get something new and like up level and evolve into something because like it's in my opinion it's so clear that so many things are outdated and need a new new life breathed into it and then i was saying on in the same breath i was like well and at the same time man like i don't think i i definitely don't agree with trump as a per like if what i perceive him to be not knowing him personally is like i don't think i would be friends with this person i don't think i like there's a lot of things i've heard him say and things that he represents and stands for i'm like man that doesn't feel good in my heart and so i was like giving both sides of it and somebody commented on it and said if you don't stand for something you stand for nothing and that like that landed a bit uh, he said it in like what felt like he used some other words and was like ah you feel it kind of like you're just being an asshole but there was something in there i was like man yeah there's certain i think in the maybe in the conscious community and in spirituality there's spiritual bypassing and saying that you stand on both sides because we want to make it black or white or like it's like a yes or no, then sometimes it's like, well, what do you actually believe? What do you actually stand for? And so I get that. All right. It's playing it safe. Maybe
0: let's get back to the paradox. Mm -hmm. And to me, it sounds like you stand for the gray zone for nothing. Yeah. And what a greater thing. Like, I just want to honor someone that stands for no thing. Yeah, because I think a lot, as you mentioned symbols, I think a lot of people can get caught up in symbology and get caught up the, on the what's being projected on the screen, mm-hmm. whether it's a TV screen or the screen of their lens of their eyes, is really what's going on. And uh, it can be argued that everything comes from nothing, and that's mm-hmm. what my answer to the question was today. Mm-hmm. Of where it's, what's the world coming to? And maybe it's coming to no thing because it came from nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then my uh, from one of the feedbacks I got on the app that I heard so far I was like, maybe it, and you mentioned the breath. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's how the universe breathes from nothing to everything. And that this the standing for nothing is standing for something. Mm-hmm. And I understand for someone that's standing for something that they might think that that's, Wrong, but them thinking that wrong is wrong is what creates that polarity and that paradox and chemistry.
1: Mm. What just came up for me was a, a Rush quote If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That hit a, the notes well. I, I, I think you did. I'm definitely <laughs> inspired by your uh, music abilities. <laughs> Because music is something that I've been particularly inspired by lately as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost think that you like want to sing a little bit. There's a part of you. Do you? One, uh, yeah, and I and I also want to admit that I would love to hear you <laughs> like sing something. <laughs> the way you said, the way that last thing sounded, I'm like, mm-hmm. man,
1: I would. Be, I'm ready to hear more of that. <clears throat> Let me just clear my throat real quick. Ow, now brown cow. Okay. <sighs> what I want to sing. <laughs> okay. There's no reason that I want to sing this song other than I was just at Voodoo Fest in New Orleans, a music festival, and one of my favorite bands of all time played it, and it's Third Eye Blind and Crystal Baller. I'm just gonna sing a little snippet of it. <clears throat> Could we try and take the high road? If we don't know where it I wanna be a crystal baller. Da-na-na-na. 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 I could show you how it ends. Da-na-na-na. Yeah,
0: there it is. Man, thank you, thank you. I um, I all right. Thank you for singing. Uh-huh. I, I I know. I some people might even be offended that I put you on the spot like that. I'm imagining because <laughs> they'd be like, what? They might be empathizing with you and like the mirror mm-hmm. neurons
1: might be fresh firing off and like, wow, this guy just asked him to sing. <sighs> uh if i well i want to say if i could have an expectation for my time with you it's that i'll be there there's an expectation i'll get outside of my comfort zone a bit and put on the spot thank you which is to expect nothing and experience everything as i've heard you say (laughs) yeah the original
0: title of breaking normal was actually f uncomfortable slash fun comfortable and the old itineraries of our retreats were expect nothing and experience everything Mm -hmm. so i can hear that i hear that um what do you think about singing? I, I imagine a lot of people want to sing and they're not. What yeah. do you think? Can you, like, imagine, do you know someone that wants to sing and they're not singing? And without even saying their name? Is there someone yes. that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. What do you want to call that person alias-wise? <laughs> Let's call
1: them Gertrude. Gertrude. I always thought that was a fun name. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Can you fucking, in, oh, and I rarely say fuck oh, yeah. Can you fucking inspire Gertrude? Gertrude to start Mm. singing because Gertrude's listening right now. Yeah, Gertrude.
1: I imagine you've sang by yourself. And if not, wow, that's the place we got to start here. But I'm going to somewhat work on the assumption that you have sung by yourself before. In the shower, in the car, to your favorite song. And man, how great does that feel? And what a micro cause of like having the courage to be vulnerable with singing, with like, maybe not having what people would perceive to be the most like Beyonce-esque voice. But nonetheless, we all have a voice and we all can sing. I'm thinking of Will Ferrell in this moment from Elf. Oh, yes, you can sing. Everyone can sing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. And it's like, you could, if you were a talent, you're, you're looking at talent, you're like, oh, she like, he has a horrible voice. But what happens as a result of that? Joy. Like, I laugh. I've seen that movie like 20 times. I watch it every Christmas with my family. And my grandparents love it, especially my grandma. And like, it's like, it spreads joy. It's it's the whole rewilding your inner child, as you say. Rewilding your inner child. The curiosity. It's like the playfulness. It's not being concerned with being judged, but just like living in the wonderful blissfulness of just doing, like, like spreading joy, like having your voice be heard and just manipulating uh, your world and everything in a, in a beautiful way. And yeah, why not do that more? And you can start with doing it in private. Like that's where most people will do it. And then the more, I was, we had a call, I had a call with a client of mine today and we're talking about embracing awkwardness. And my experience has been, the people i most admire and that i appreciate being around are the people that are so okay with feeling awkward and maybe that they're not even okay with it like but it's like they've become friends with it instead of it being an like an energy that they want to avoid or an enemy it's something that they're like oh yeah like cuz i know on the other side of this is freedom
0: hmm. all i want for christmas is joy in my breath <laughs> joy in my breath Joy in my breath. All I want for Christmas is joy in my breath. Joy in my breath. Joy in my
1: breath. Ooh, we harmonized. That felt good. Mmm. Mm. Mm. And singing with someone. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Music. What do you think of music is? What is music? I've been, I've been contemplating this, so I might have something to add on when, when I'm mm-hmm. done putting you on the spotlight to get fun yep. and comfortable and explore it. What in the
1: heavens is music? The first word that popped in my brain is celebration. Mm-hmm. And it's sacred space. Uh, like we were talking about at the beginning of this, it's like uh it's extraordinary. It's not ordinary. It's beyond that. It's, it's not getting in the car driving to work put you know having the suit on and clicking a keyboard it's it's outside of that normal world and it's a shared experience it doesn't have to be but i i, I like it a lot when it's in a shared experience and when like instruments are harmonizing it's well, going back to the the paradox kind of stuff, you're taking some drums, you know, or you're just beating on some shit with a stick, a bunch of different little things. And then you have somebody else who's on this stringed instrument that makes a completely different sound. And then you have someone else who's like on a piano keyboard that has its own sound. And then you have somebody else with a voice and then you have a backup singer and maybe you have a fucking trombone or any number of other things. And you throw all these things together And it could be chaos it could just be like make my ears bleed and sometimes it does you know but like even that is it's still music and how these things all come together and create this new beautiful thing is like whoa that is one of the biggest miraculous mysteries i think in life i think that's why people are so drawn to it because it seems to not make sense but it also makes perfect sense and there's like uh sensations that arise within me when songs come on and when music is played when people are singing when there's instruments in the room and it instantly creates a sacred space and we've seen this at retreats a lot where when music starts there's just like an energy people start swaying there's like some humming and then when you get people to sing in public for the first time and like the resistance and fear around that and then when someone breaks through and they start just like stream of conscious freestyle off the top of their head and the, the many emotions they go through it's like oh man I'm alive right now and I still get the the heart flutter pitter patter tightness short of breath like mouth dry kind of stuff when I freestyle in front of people And once again, back to like the embracing awkwardness, the more that I do that, the more just of a gift life is.
0: Yeah, talk about it. All right, so last night, this was Mm -hmm. last night, and I don't know when this will exactly be released, but Mm -hmm. last night in our time space continuum, when we left the party with JP, Brandon, Hawk, who I think will be on the podcast as well. Um, Hal Elrod, who wrote the – what's the book? The Miracle Morning. Miracle Morning. And yeah. then there were some miraculous things happening. When we left the party, my phone started picking up what uh, – What? like my phone just uh, – I don't know if I even believe this saying this, but it definitely happened. And I have corroborating evidence evidence <laughs> known as the Ultra Spiritual JPC or is the I don't know who believes what from him. So I don't know if that adds to the credibility or lessens it. But my phone just started picking up on what sounded like a plant medicine ceremony. Uh, I was like, "Oh, yeah. I said, uh, my wife studies dreaming, and there's this like language that I think is called a Nahuatl, um, that Toltec used, and it sounded what that that's the closest thing I could tie it to. And it was like an old woman and a young man, and my phone played for about 90 seconds, and I had no idea where the transmission was coming from. And it seemed like my this phone device <laughs> was picking up on a frequency. And that's what I – they're picking up on a frequency and transmuting it in its personal way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think music is. It's like there's a frequency in the air right now that we may or may not be seeing. Just like Wi-Fi tapped into something where it's given us the ability to press a button – and I can transmit my image across the world to millions of people mm-hmm. with the, live, mm-hmm. even though we're not in the same space. <laughs> so it's somehow crossed the space blood barrier <laughs> of life. And, and that's happening right now in real life. And then yesterday, something happened. That as that I don't know what. I, it's like, I, I don't think it was in the same time or space. And I was listening to it all like, boom. Oh. And sometimes when I hear people sing, especially freestyle, and especially our mutual friend Tyson Wagner, I'm kind of brought to tears because I'm like, oh, this person, this entity known as a person, known as Tyson, (laughs) has put himself in the way of something that's beyond time and space Mm -hmm. and is somehow transmuting it to us. Or expressing it to us in this time and space mm-hmm. almost like back to the future car machine
1: <laughs> and this
0: phone i think accidentally did that somehow last night accidentally uh. yeah oh yeah, yeah or synchronistically uh-huh and uh i don't know what that brings up for you but i would well, love to hear
1: a couple things so when you tyson is a case study well i just want to glorify him and acknowledge him in this moment because i just so love him and watching him since the first time he ever freestyled at the very first tribe design retreat which was that coming up on 4 years ago or 3 years ago
0: yeah 4 years four so years ago. yeah so i believe this will be re- uh, released before then but okay. january 3rd of 2000 what's the next year called uh 19 2019 will be our um the opening ceremonies of Tribe Design 10, Ten yep. a.k.a. X. New Year's Evolution Fest 4.0. Yeah. And f- mm-hmm. four years ago is when Tyson mm-hmm. was freestyling for the first time in a yep. circle like that.
1: Yep. And so Mammoth, who's like part of the Roots family and just like a, yeah, a very gifted, skilled MC, was facilitating that circle. And there was... 50, 60, 70 people in the circle, something like that. And I remember, I don't specifically remember like what Tyson said, but I remember like as Tyson was, I was like, oh man, he like, cause I, what I knew of Tyson then was like not much, but I knew he was, he was kind of timid. He was, I would even say a little awkward and like socially, yeah, just, and but him stepping in there. He was and then, probably like the person you referenced earlier. Totally. What's yes. the name? Gertrude. Gertrude. He, Gertrude. he was old Gertrude, yeah. And then Whatever that awakened within him over the course of the last few years, as he's committed to cultivating that because he felt the energy in it, I'm just going to like speak on his behalf here and the excitement and the awkwardness, and but then the breakthrough and the joy and release on the other side of that. Now he is by far the most talented freestyle artist that I know personally. Like, no question. And that's like saying a lot because I know a handful of really talented people. And, but he, how he's just gone through that. And so yeah, he's a case an example of somebody who's like felt aversion to something, maybe some fear around it, and embraced it and continued to do that and like commit to that process and surrenders the experience of whatever unfolded through it. And now he's leading that at tribe design retreats. And he is, and he's created a new way of how that looks within that context. He's like created his own new art. And that's like freaking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, uh, agree with you that Tyson Wagner is the most arguably the, the artist that's peaking the most He's in this peaking. In the, in the, uh, He's peaking. and he might be peaking for a long time mm-hmm. um depending on how you look at time and the art of freestyle flow and especially facilitating other groups of people that do that so it's an honor to be working with him with mm-hmm. tribe design and that being said uh do you have a like uh is there anything that when you think of tyson wagner's genius mm-hmm. coming through freestyles there like a lyric or a line or something that comes to mind Are you asking me to freestyle now? Well, I don't know, but um, is there something that comes to mind? Was there a
1: moment where you're like, wow. I can't say a specific moment or like a, a, a phrase or a line that he said. But I'll bust a little freestyle. I like that. I like that. <laughs> At <laughs> first, you were like
0: asking passively, and mm-hmm. now you're saying you're going to do it. and yeah. I honor that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you? Uh, is there any way I can support you? You, you could do a little beat. Oh, buddy, now yep. you're putting me on the spot. I yeah, beat. So mm-hmm. this is
1: something. I have a story that I'm asking you to channel your inner rhythm right now. All right. I've seen you dance, and sometimes I question the rhythm. <laughs> yeah, me too. Breaking normal, Mystic Misfits. Uh-huh. Come on. <clears throat> Mm, yeah and i'll say that once again like my heart's elevated right now and yeah i'm like oh what if i don't say something cool or what if it doesn't like sound really awesome yeah and so i'm like almost like prejudging myself i'll mm-hmm. give you an answer in case my
0: mm-hmm. my answer to that Then mm-hmm. i think it'd be even cooler mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if you did <laughs> matthew mcconaughey i heard lives in austin texas so I'm, I'm ready for him to sit
1: right yes. there remember the future And just get really weird because it'd be a lot cooler if we did. Come on, a a mini synchronicity there, Brandon. As I was meeting with him earlier, he referenced Matthew McConaughey. So yeah, there's something there. Hey Matt, what are you you doing? Matthew, Matthew, Matthew,
0: do you know any Matthew Bible verses before we begin? I don't. Okay, that's the first book in the New Testament, right? Uh, You would know better than me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you know any? I I mm, when I think of Matthew. I think of the first book of the Bible. Uh-huh. And I don't think of it, – it I'm ready to freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool.
1: All right. <clears throat> Drop a beat for me. Come on. Let's do this.
0: Do you have any uh, – give me some support here. What do you need? <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> that,
1: that works. Uh-huh. <coughs> He's like <coughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <coughs> I had the beat, I had the flow all along, and then the gospel, I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling like my family, gravitate to me like gravity, I'm feeling the levity, except the heaviness, you see, Uh, feeling free as can be, feeling so much glee in my heart chakra, I'm not gonna stop, cuz. This is my life, I'm writing my own story, no guts, no glory, yeah, that's the end of this book, and then I start a new one, so listen up son, it's the chapter of my life, no stress, no strife, I cut through it like a knife, uh, and my expression is complete, my feet are on the street, moving on to the next one, yeah, feeling kinda discreet. And once again, I'm complete.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) because I definitely didn't keep the original rhythm or beat. And I like that you judged me before that I did that. And I lived up to your expectation (laughs) of that judgment. And I will say that that, I definitely felt right there in this moment. A like uh, crawling to walk Mm -hmm. syndrome. That A lot of people forget that. And I'm fortunate enough to see my daughter learn how to walk and how much she fell Mm -hmm. and how much she has fallen recently in order to learn how to walk and how that seems to be a natural part of the process and how just not making sense or not even natural for someone to go from being birth to like running mm-hmm. there's a process yeah and that and i would argue that if someone is not able to enjoy that process mm-hmm. they may not be able to enjoy the outcome
1: mm. yeah, yeah. what
0: you want <laughs> yeah so that feels good it feels mm. good to tap into a new fr- thank you
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: now um, on your end yep. what about you is there anything else that like you would love to talk about that you would I don't even ha- I, my last episode I put a, cre- a tight creative constraint of mm-hmm. an hour and 11 minutes and right now we're on uh, 40 approaching 42 minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there some you even mentioned that your heart was beating mm-hmm. really fast mm-hmm Instead of calling it – what would you have called that 10 years ago?
1: Oh, yeah. I would have called it – I was nervous.
0: Mm -hmm. I would love to. I think you're a bit of a pro at being Mm -hmm. able to distinguish your sensations versus Mm -hmm. your interpretation of your sensations through the dualistic mind, literally binary cut in half if you Mm -hmm. look at the brain. Mm Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to you? This whole distinguishing the sensations versus the emotions or Hmm. distinguishing what's happening versus the stories, what's happening or the symbols versus maybe a more deeper underlying truth that's beyond
1: words. I love how you just so casually, densely threw that all together. (laughs) Yeah. So I've heard it said that the sensations around what one might label as excitement or fear are very similar. So the elevated heart rate, uh, the almost like fluttery butterfly type of thing, or like a I've experienced like a rising in my chest, like it feels like something is rising, um, or <clears throat> yeah, tightness in my throat. Like even now I'm feeling it a bit, and a dry mouth or like clammy hands, like like perspiration on my hands, I'm just like like wetness um and so those are sensations those are things that a good chunk of people dare i say most people would say are an objective reality like there's some sort of tangible scientific like thing that most people would agree on and so it's the separation of that between and the subjective reality and there's some crossover so that there's always gray but it could also be
0: gray matter between the brain between the left logical atmosphere of our mm-hmm. brain and the right feminine creative
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's some non- crazy logical. Shit that gray matter yep we don't yep mm-hmm. and so being able to distinguish those there's so much freedom there that i've experienced where it's i'm not attached to the story that i've put on sensations in the past because I think that that has been very limiting for me. Uh, past versions of myself have looked at fear, things I would label as fear, or like um, being nervous, like ooh, I don't like that. I want to avoid that because I'm feeling really deeply, and I want to avoid feeling really deeply because it's 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 a there's a maybe a biological tendency for being safe because. And, and certainty and comfort, that's safe. Because if I if I know I open this door and there's not going to be a tiger there that's going to rip my fucking face off, then that's a good thing for, the, for conserving my life, for maintaining the sapien species, you know? But um, if I'm opening a door, metaphorically speaking, to the unknown, and maybe there is a tiger on the other side of that door, or maybe there's a freaking beautiful unicorn or a... <laughs> I was going to say, like, a, a beautiful naked lady who wants me to take her. <laughs> and whatever tickles your fancy on the other side of that door. Maybe what tickles your fancy the uh-huh. most is a pregnant Alexa. I'm just saying. Yeah. Can edit this out if you want me to. No, uh, don't, ign- don't edit it. I love it. Well, I'll provide quick backstory. I have a, a fantasy of making love to a pregnant woman, and Alexa is my partner who I have that fantasy with. Uh, <laughs> Alexa earmuffs, like, <laughs> 60 seconds ago. <laughs> But yeah, making that distinction between sensations and um, the subjective story to that, it's like life is so much more rich and exciting, in my opinion. And it's also when I could speak those into existence or like not necessarily into existence, but like speak those out loud when I'm thinking and feeling around the sensations and then recognize and having a partner or people to do this with a community that can reflect that back on me and say, you know, in the past, I would have labeled that as nervous, but now as I've committed to this process, I'm seeing that that's exciting and I'm not going to run away from that anymore because I've done it enough now, I've like committed to it that I know there is a euphoria and there's like a breakthrough. There's a, an evolution and upgrade beyond that. And instead of living in this, what I would call small self of that, like fear and just the wanting to the, and I've heard JP say that. Uh, the coffin of complacency. I love that. Instead of like just chilling there and living a small life where it's like, there's not very much unknown. I'm like, no, I want to live a bigger one and be in my big self. And there'll be some maybe like things that come of that, that I'm like, oh man, I wish I didn't experience that. But even now I've gotten to a place where I'm like, when I have those thoughts, I wish I didn't experience. I'm like, oh wait, no. But I, I know that I'm glad I experienced that because it's Like entrepreneurs talk about, they failed a thousand times before they succeeded. And that's, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to experience that, that same sentiment.
0: Also, when you were saying the coffin of complacency, I thought of the numbness of normal.
1: Mm, That's a good
0: one. I like that. Mm -hmm, I like like that too. too. (laughs) And then, uh, all right. So earlier today we were talking about the idea of, uh. Manic activity versus inspired action. And that seems very on brand. I forgot that we talked about that, yeah. To this topic that you just spoke of. Uh-huh. What, what do you got to say about that? And then you gave actually, I would say, some uh, profound advice for our current culture, at least starting this morning. Our culture has changed since then. I just want to be real about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this morning, you gave some great like tips around making sure our phone is a tool and not a weapon Mm -hmm. uh, correlated with being able to come from a place of inspired action rather than Mm -hmm. manic activity, which I described as like the difference between a farm animal, basically, which like AKA culture is influencing someone to Mm -hmm. just be busy and actually forget about who they really are
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and be subdued in a drone versus Mm -hmm. like a lion that Mm -hmm. really from the outside perspective doesn't do much, but when they strike, it's
1: over. Yeah. It's meaningful. (laughs) Yep, manic action versus inspired action. This has maybe been the the biggest theme and breakthrough in my life when I could put words to what I was experiencing but was so maybe just caught up or lost and drifting in manic action because it, it's like <laughs> I think of the, the Fight Club quote, and this probably isn't perfect, but something along the lines of personal development is like mental masturbation. It feels really good but it doesn't get you anywhere. And so like manic action – it can feel really good. It's like, I'm, I'm being productive. I'm like getting things done. There's, there, there's, I'm accomplishing tasks, but if I'm really being honest with myself, is this inspired action? Is this me using my unique genius and like why God put me here? My purpose, if you have that belief, is it that, or is, is it just me just kidding myself and really being comfortable because that that's it's like a it's very seductive. I love that you use the word seductive. A lot. I think that like has a has a funny feel to it. Almost yeah, it feels <clears throat> it feels like devil like seductive does. It's like ooh, the devil is seductive. You know, if you want to use that parallel, and so yeah, so the manic action like that has been something. And the phone is a big one for a lot of people, and it so has been for me. And. Like within the context of the the Mystic Misfits, myself, Kevin, and Ryan, I've like prided myself in being the one who is very accessible. I like being accessible. I'm very responsive to people that reach out to us. And I've now gotten to a point where if I continued, as I continued to do that, I would go to sleep at night and be like, what the fuck did I actually do today that mattered to me, really? Like if it's being accessible or being like, Active and productive at the expense of my most high happiness my most fulfilled mission and it's also like the proactive versus being reactive so i've had seasons of life where i've been really reactive where it's just like everything's happening to me and i'm responding to it instead of like making my own world and being proactive with what feels really aligned with me and sometimes i thought that's scary because it's all again uncertain um but it's in the end is so much more gratifying. And the phone, once again, a big one, and over the past like month or a couple months, uh, Alexa and I have committed to putting our phones outside our room, like charging, and on airplane mode, and we do not do anything with them within the first couple hours. And <clears throat> that, the impact that's had on my life is like, I can't even overstate it, yeah
0: is there anything that you what what would be the most next comparison of something that's generated or cultivated like an attitude of gratitude or awe or like whoa duh Mm -hmm. has there been something else another activity or a ritual in your life that's been like whoa what the heavens I've heard freestyling I've heard yeah and you're using your phone as a tool rather Uh than a a weapon pointing the wrong direction
1: (laughs) Uh uh-huh Um. so I was, well, you said attitude of gratitude and that sparked something in me. So I used to have a mindless prayer when I would pray over food before eating it. Like I just had been uh, groomed or conditioned or whatever you want to call it into like saying something before I ate, praying to God and saying, father in Jesus name, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this food in Jesus name. Amen. It was like, that was like pretty much it. And Now I actually am so much more mindful with it. Like it's meaningful. I feel like I'm honoring God. Whereas before I was just like regurgitating something that I had memorized. And so now what Alexa and I do, and I do this whenever we're in big groups too, is hold hands. So like actual physical touch amongst humans, sharing the energy. And so we, taboo. Of yeah, you. I know, Mystic, right? Misfit, holding mm-hmm. hands, holding food. hands, uh-huh. and it, it gets people squirming sometimes, depending on the setting and and who's there and all that kind of stuff. But holding hands and the way we pray or the way I like to pray over the food is sharing gratitude, and so it's instead of being so attached to the dogma of uh, a religion dictating what I say and just like mindlessly robotically doing some sort of script, we say a couple things that we're grateful for. It can be a person. It can be an experience I had today. It could be something in the future that I'm like working towards and tend to manifest. And we all do that. And there is a palpable connectiveness that is uh, manifested through that process. And it's it's just time and time again, no matter what the state I'm in, like sharing that gratitude raises the latitude.
0: Mm Hmm. Awesome. So I've heard the idea you are what you eat. And I believe I'm also, yeah, food-wise, maybe that is some of the building blocks of my future cells that are being birthed right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I like that. Let's marinate on that for a second. (laughs) Don't sleep on old Daniel Eisenman. Come on. And I am not only what I eat with my mouth, but I am what I eat with my eyes Mm. and Mm -hmm. my ears. Mm-hmm. And the energy that I haven't even, the frequencies that I haven't even learned about, maybe from that phone mm-hmm. f- <laughs> yeah. tapping last night, and the music that I haven't mm-hmm. even sang yet, and the beat that I just learned, and what's happening right now. So, are you able to um, at least pretend, maybe you'll mm-hmm. believe it too, that we are eating, like that we are consuming this air right now and it's mm-hmm. becoming a part of us? that yep. Then, not only, you know, there's a huge debate about like, are we genetically. Uh, determined, or are we environmentally determined? Well, Epigenetics. I would say, yeah. You would say genetics? Epigenetics. Epigenetics, yeah. yeah. I would say that like our environment is maybe influencing what gen- genetics are activated. Mm-hmm. So I-, I would love to share a prayer, Yep. and maybe it would recontextualize how other people can pray or mm-hmm. speak. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. In, do- the, in the future. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Do you, do you want to lead us in a prayer for what we're consuming right now?
1: Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say a prayer you know, like recite no, what you, no, you want to do no. a, a freestyle prayer. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. I
0: wanted to learn about how you pray yes. for your mana or mm-hmm. your food and the mm-hmm. mana that we're sharing right yes. now. Will you hold hands with me? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Both hands? Yeah, let's do both. Is, do you good. think the circle is important? Like, I do. See, okay, so do I. Mm-hmm. There's something about where it's like we're all could see one another and there's just like an energy that keeps flowing. It doesn't get doesn't stop anywhere. And on that note, I'm grateful for Daniel's hands and just like physical touch in general and the sensations that are provoked within me when I feel the humanity and the life of someone else. I'm grateful for this brother, this mentor, this special person in my life who has supported me, who has challenged me and continues to, who has been just an absolute blessing. I'm grateful for this technology. I'm grateful for being able to hear my voice in my ears through this microphone, this sorcery, this miraculous piece of technology that allows me to express myself and be heard by whoever wants to hear it. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for whatever the energy is behind all this, the word that so many of us give and that I gave to God, I'm grateful for you, God. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm so grateful for the uh, pressure when I judge to be on my bladder right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and being so aware of it and being like, you're going to be my bitch right now. That feeling, I can feel things. I can feel them. I can be aware of them. And I can choose to embody them or I can choose to do whatever I want with them. Mm rather than be a victim to them. And I think the best way for me to be the opposite of victim to them is feel them and love them and realize that every feeling I feel is uh, is a privilege of me being alive in this human body right now. So I'm so thankful to be alive. Mm. I'm so thankful to be here with Jordan right now Mm. and to share a prayer. And I don't think to be... uh, doing it to show off, but more to inspire myself in front of others, to see what happens for them. (sighs) Yeah, to do what feels right, regardless of who's looking, regardless of what I think. To tap into something beyond what I think and more, oh, oh, this sounds like an oh,
1: oh, In Jesus' name. Amen. All the names for the nameless.
0: All the names for the names that haven't been named. Mm. All the names that... Phew.
1: Phew. Grazi. Jahoman. Mm -hmm. Java.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. So since we both seemingly want to pee like a racehorse. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're at 57 minutes. Maybe we can put a creative constraint of this for one minute, one hour and one minute. Mm-hmm. That feels good. And that gives us about two minutes and 22 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Why don't we rapid fire question answer each other? Okay. Do you want to begin? good? Yep. Do you, are we, are we started. Get it? Mm-hmm. That was a fast answer and a fast question. <laughs> when I say sex, what comes up? Uh, mass, uh, like positive and uh, negative signs. Mm hmm. Know, like a battery actually a battery <laughs> okay mm-hmm. when I say Duracell what comes up for you <laughs> uh, energy
1: oh yeah so now <laughs> hmm do you want to have more kids yes mm-hmm how many you asked two questions I so did let's... yes I time. don't know okay
0: mm-hmm how many kids would you love to have? Two.
1: Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. What are you most proud of about yourself?
0: Did I recognize that I'm it. And God, in a way, that God lives within me. Whatever, mm. like that, I, you want to use that phraseology as well so other people understand what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: What advice would you give Alexa? Mm, what I love. <laughs> like the biggest piece of advice you could give her. <clears throat> mm.
1: Oh, Good Lord, relax and trust in me. <laughs>
0: I think we got about fifty more seconds.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... What is your relationship like with Timothy right now? Oh, like Timothy, well, your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what
0: I dream my relationship with my brother would be like. Mm, okay. What's the most inspirational book that you've
1: read? The first one that came up is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. We mm-hmm. talked about him earlier days. <laughs> you sent yeah, him a I, message. i sure. I'm going to send this recording to him. Yep. That's one of them for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm very curious to respond. What are you most afraid of? I used
0: to say, what if, if like, if hell is real, but I'm wondering if that was like a regurgitated yeah. prayer. Mm-hmm. Um. So this will be the last answer. We hit a one-minute one. So what am I most afraid of? Come on, Daniel. The answer is whatever I'm distracted by in the moment. Mmm. And then the Riddler lives on. <laughs> to be continued. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you. High five. Let's go, Pete. Yes. We could even make a a sword fight. In the air, (laughs) not like. Not in. Touch tips? Edit this out. Actually, don't. Peace in. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Okay. I'm going to make this outro ubiquitous for the first 12 episodes. And it's basically me taking my own advice walking my talk and asking for what I want without being attached to getting it and that's a review on this podcast a review on the Breaking Normal book whether it's on Amazon or Audible for y'all to start Breaking Normal and let me know what it does for you this is a big expression of my heart and soul and it's another iteration of self-acceptance through self-expression and i do believe that what's most personal is most universal it's a great guiding light for how to communicate with one another so if this added value to your life and even if you think it didn't let me know through a review and uh, don't forget about the We're going to be giving away a free tribe design to someone that leaves a review on the podcast. So go to BreakingNormal.com and check out the podcast section and uh, be eligible to win. To take action at least putting yourself in a position to win. This prize, and maybe this will be a big symbolic step, like one small step here may take a giant leap for the rest of your life. To put yourself in the opportunity to win. Which also puts yourself in the opportunity not to win. Which is... Both are a win, in my opinion. So let's tap into that vibration of winfinity and join us on that journey and keep breaking normal and stay in touch and be sure to ask for what you want without being attached to getting it to the people that would matter the most. And if that's to me, reach out to me. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear about it. Much love to you all. I look forward to exploring this infinite, evolving adventure out loud, authentically, synergistically, alchemically, and in respect to the divine. God bless.